Hello, listeners. Beyond the Mask, in conjunction with NBC RNA, is pleased to announce that listening to our podcast can earn you Class B credits. For more information on how to submit them, go to our website. Beyond the Mask is made possible by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. With almost two decades of experience, the firm guides CRNAs through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Schedule a free consultation today by calling 855-304-3748 or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. Now, on with the show. Welcome to Beyond the Mask, innovation and opportunities for CRNAs with Jeremy Stanley and Sharon Pierce. We know you spend your day caring for your patient's best interests. On our show, we want to care for you. Join us as we leave the operating room and learn the latest in the CRNA industry. Beyond the Mask starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, Welcome to Beyond the Mask. I'm Jeremy Stanley, and I've been working with CRNAs for over 23 years, and I'm married to one. And my co-host is... Sharon Pierce. Sharon's a practicing CRNA for over 20 years, a past president of the ANA, the NCANA, and she's held many other leadership roles. As usual, our goal with every episode is to educate and enlighten CRNAs, and I think our topic today is definitely going to do that. And Sharon, what time is it? It's time to wake up, Jeremy. I think it is. Welcome, Sharon, back to the studio. I know. I love being in here. Wow. You know, you've got your own monitor now. I know that I can't see anything on. Well, you need to get glasses like Uh, me, and then you can see it. I can see. You've got to get your settings right. That's the problem. (laughs) And you've even got the Beyond the Mask behind you that maybe one day people will be able to see once we get the camera working. Maybe once you get it. Yeah. Yeah. But we're we're well on our way. We're getting there. We're getting there. Two screens, two computers. Telling you, we're rolling. Backdrop. We got this. Now, hey, you don't get in the top fifty medical podcasts in the country. Yes, without having the greatest technology. Uh, run by you, of course. Run by me, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, it's good to be back in the studio again. And, it is. Uh, it is. Today, uh, I'm going to be the interviewee. Yes, you are. What are we talking about today, Well, Sharon? we are going to talk about what is your retirement lifestyle. Oh, sounds interesting. It does. Wow. It does. For somebody like me who doesn't plan to retire, I just plan to cut back. Oh, that's kind of me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I knew that answer before you ever even said it out loud. Yeah. But some people's goals are, I mean, they talk about it all the time when they retire i mean dean mazurik from yeah new jersey and he's only a couple of years older than i am i think and he's been retired for a couple of years yeah well it's interesting to kind of see people go through that process i mean it's almost daily and weekly for us here and you know what am i going to do and they go through all the emotions associated mm-hmm. with retiring and think about it you've been active and worked with folks your entire life 15 20 30 years and then all of a sudden one day right you don't go back to work and and so many people form their friendships around sure work as well and then they don't have anything to do outside of that well what i hear you saying is it's more than just about money but yeah you just help people with the money part even though i say you're part psychologist 
I'm telling you, it, it is it is more than the money part in this. Oh, oh, I mean, it gosh. really is. So. Yes, <laughs> but uh, you know, Sharon, have you ever really kind of thought about what your life would look like going into retirement? No, I really, no, really, not really, because my doctor Pat that I worked with for yeah. twenty years, he retired, and he must have been about eighty-two when he wow. retired, and. He just told me, Sharon, don't do it. I know you. I know you well. And it was very, very hard for him yeah. um, to retire. And he said, just don't do it. You you won't be happy. Yeah. And he knows me well enough to know. And so many people, their identity is tied up in what they do. And you're one of those, and I'm one mm-hmm. of those. And it is hard. I mean, you know, I don't have a ton of things that I enjoy outside of working. I mean, I like to play golf and there's certain things that, you know, I like to do, but I like to work. I enjoy what I do. I enjoy who I do it with and the interaction and the stimulation that goes along with it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's good. Exactly. Well, I still enjoy giving anesthesia. I just don't enjoy all the other stuff if it wasn't around it if you didn't have the surgeons and the patients it'd be great right (laughs) exactly (laughs) but i still enjoy giving anesthesia yeah i just don't enjoy getting up at four o'clock in the morning and driving and all of those other things but you know i think that i have something else to offer tangentially to the profession so i'm not saying i'm going to be given anesthesia the entire time but i will be taking care of other anesthesia colleagues by making sure their practice is is protected for the rest of my life and i will take my last breath doing that. we know that miss yale <laughs> Absolutely. pierce doesn't go back to yale for no reason oh uh, well there's a good reason and it's to keep going with that mm. knife you mm-hmm. know <laughs> yeah you know and, and it's the other thing is people look for a certain lifestyle when they retire sure. and they're sure. you know if they haven't really thought about that you know i encourage you know two three years before to start to think about these mm-hmm. things you know, so be- is that when people should start thinking about it oh, two absolutely. to three years i mean of absolutely. course i'm sure that you're thinking a decade before you all to kind of start putting it in your mind what you want but yeah i think probably getting serious is two two to three years before is that yeah, what i'm hearing absolutely and you know i'll have people do budgets and that ugly b word and they don't like to do it but you know unfortunately you've only got a finite amount of money and when you're spending that money on a monthly basis it's really hard for people to adjust to that in the beginning mm-hmm. because they're used to being able to save money and if they wanted something, they can just go earn more money right. to go buy it. Right. And now you're on the flip side of that, and you're having to utilize the money you've saved your entire life to live. Mm-hmm. And that is a huge transition for most people. Yes, I can um, imagine. You know, because, I mean, that's what you've saved it for, right? You've saved it for retirement and to live off of. Mm-hmm. And when you go to live off of it, you have really hard issues dealing with that a lot of people who you know they want to keep it the same or grow it along the way oh yeah they don't want to see it go down right ever even if they're taking money out of it right so that's another psychological thing so what is retirement ages around the world or didn't Greece go broke <laughs> because <laughs> their retirement age was so low? Well, yeah. I mean, and you, know, you take And they look, live forever. They do live forever. I mean, my doctor, Pat, diet. it's Pat Savoris. He's Greek. And they live, 
they live a long time. His father was 96. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. I don't know that I'll make it to 96, but we'll see. Mm, with um, your genes. Hey, you never know. <laughs> but just as long as you look good in your genes. There you go. That's right. That's my mantra. That's right. <laughs> you know, it, it is interesting you bring that up because, you know, China is now considering raising their retirement age. Right now, and this is interesting, I know you'll find it interesting, Sharon, mm. um, it's 60 for men and 55 for female white-collar workers. Right. Wait, why did they delineate white-collar for females? And you got to help me out. Do no, you know the answer? I, I don't. I mean, it's just the Chinese way. It's a rule over there. So 60 for men, 55 for female white-collar workers. Okay, for both. I, the way you said yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I thought it meant that <laughs> men could be blue-collar. Oh, no, no, okay. no, no, okay. no, no. All right. That's why I was asking the question. Yeah, I mean. So it, it's any white-collar work. Yes. Men and women. Okay, yeah. got it. And, you know, again, they're living longer, and that's been in place for some time. Kind of like the United States. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, our retirement system, it used to be you worked till 65, you retired, and you died five years later. And right. So security wasn't going broke then. But well, but in China, isn't their average lifespan longer than ours? It is. And yet. Yeah. And they have a lot more people. A lot more people. So isn't that, that's interesting. You know, How do they keep that afloat, money man? <laughs> It's China. It's China. (laughs) If we really knew what was going on in China, which we don't, um, you know, there is no transparency there. But if we really knew, I mean, you know, they're probably doing a lot of propping up as such as the United States is as well. So any place that can move you from one old city and build you a brand new city, you know, right down the road from it and move everybody from that city to the new city which is what the Chinese do. Okay. Um, you know, they can maneuver and manipulate. So. Uh, oh, well, there you have it. But I think at some point we'll see a change in our system as well. Oh, I um, think you're, it's going to have to happen. Absolutely. I mean, you know, even just the Social Security system, the Medicare system, they're just not functioning the way they're supposed to. There's not enough workers in the Social Security system to support all the people who are going to retire and are retired. And that just makes perfect sense for them to increase that especially right. since now we're living into our mid-80s for the most part and uh, the baby boomers are the ones that are hurting the system well absolutely because and we were the mushroom cloud of yep yep huge population you guys changed a lot of things so. yes we did well let's talk a little bit about your outlook on retirement i know a lot of people who have two houses that or they live part-time in one part-time in the other, yeah. uh, especially people who are from cold weather, I would suspect. Yeah. You know, and that's all part of defining the lifestyle you mm-hmm. want in retirement. And that, that goes back to that two to three years prior to retirement. You should be painting a picture of what you want it to look like. Of course, it never works out the way we think it's going to, but we've got to have some sort of picture to kind of view right. where we're going to go. Well, but, a goal. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. And that two house solution, you know, maybe they live half a year in New York and half a year in Florida. But, you know, there there are things that you got to think about even in that, you know, you're going to be away from family part of that time. And as people age, you know, they typically don't want to be away from family. And I've seen that pop up on a lot of occasions Mm -hmm. is, you know, gosh, I thought this was going to be great. But as you age, you want to be closer to your grandchildren and your children and not further away. 
when they're young, you want to be further away from them. <laughs> and when they're older, you want to be closer to them. So, <laughs> but, you know, then does it make sense to buy versus rent, you know, a place somewhere else for part so, of the year? What's that answer? It depends. it depends. It really does. I mean, you know, I've seen the numbers work both ways, and I've really changed my outlook since 2008 on whether buying or renting makes the most sense. All right. And it well, depends on how you set it up. I mean, okay. you think about, you know, I've done a lot of real estate over my time, and obviously, mm-hmm. you know, Pierce, he's Mr. Fix-It, so he can fix about anything. Well, I'm not the, as handy as he is. Right. but. You know, for me, looking at it from a buy-rent standpoint on a vacation property, I'm much better off to rent it than to buy it. Because think about it. I've got to have somebody mow the grass. Somebody's Mm -hmm. got to paint it. Somebody's got to put a roof on it. You know, I've got to go to Lowe's. I've got to do all these things that end up increasing the price of that property, you know, the maintenance side of it, and then the taxes that go along with it. And then you're stuck going to the same place every time, and you feel obligated going to that place, true. right? Because that you're paying true. for it. That is true. Um, and we like to go to you know so many different places. So there are a lot of issues around that buy versus rent. It really does depend. But I think both of them have you know feasibility, right? Depending upon your situation. Well, I want to tell you, you know, last week I was at Myrtle Beach with the judge and. Kimberly, because Kimberly and I were supposed to have been in New Haven. Of course, we were not there. And we decided instead of doing homework all week, we were going to do beach work all Uh week. So we went down to the beach. But the point of this story is I got to talking to an older man. I don't like to say elderly anymore because that could be said of me, I guess. But (laughs) in the computer center, I had gone down to the business center to print some things out. And we got to talking and he and his wife were from up north somewhere. I can't recall. Maybe it was Indiana. But they were going to be gone for eight weeks. Mm. All timeshares. Yes. And so they were staying where we were at for two weeks. And then they were leaving and going to Hilton Head for two weeks. Mm -hmm. And then they were going to Florida for four weeks. Right. And I had never thought about that. I am ashamed to say because I have some timeshares, too. Yeah. And that, you know, again, that's part of that rent equation. I mean, you're kind of renting when you you have a timeshare. You know, and it can work for some people. I've seen people get burned on timeshares, mm-hmm. but I've also seen it work for people. I mean, um, I had never given that much thought. And yeah. he said they do it every year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's another option. Um, I had never even thought about it. I thought it was pretty cool, actually, because, yeah. uh, you know, the only reason why I bought the timeshare is because it was one of those deals. And they said, is your husband here? I said, why do I have to have my husband? <laughs> and then they said, well, you can't buy it without him. I'm like, what? How much is it? And I wrote him a check. <laughs> I was so mad. That was probably an impulse that buy that my money guy would buy. say. Yeah, yeah. It's not very mm. bright. But yeah. anyway, well. You know, if you can't have a second home, what about the RV life? I know a lot of people that do that. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people dream about that their whole lives. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm going to retire and I'm going to hit the roads and take my RV out west and drive around and go to all the parks and and so forth. And we're going to hit the open road. You know, and I think that could work for some people. Uh, We've got some clients now who do that, and they go back and forth and travel around. But, you know, again, I see pitfalls with that. One, RVs are expensive. Mm. Two, there's a lot of maintenance that goes along with that. And when you're going from place to place and setting up and, 
you know, as you age, are you feasibly going to be able to do that? Now, you can pay people to do it, but then you're into more cost. And um, now some of those RVs, I worked with a nurse that had one. All she did was push a button. That thing leveled up. It did nice. everything. Oh, yeah. She had it a high dollar one. It was one of those pull, pullback. You oh, know, yeah. It wasn't an RV that you drive that kind. You had to pull right. it behind a truck. Gotcha. And that was all she like did. Like a fifth was, wheel or yeah, something. And yeah. And all she did was push a button that sucker come out. It was like a house. Actually, when they had some work done on their house, they lived in it. Oh, nice. For a little while. Pierce and I actually looked at RVs years ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think they can work for some people. But, you know, obviously, as you age, one, are you going to feel comfortable driving that big thing around? Shoot, I don't and, feel comfortable now. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, so those are the issues. And, and some people, again, it works, and they have that freedom and that lifestyle. But, you know, as people age, I see that dwindling more mm-hmm. and more. So if you retire early and you can do that and enjoy and have quality of life, I think it's a great alternative. Well, I was just going to have Pierce drive me around i was going to work just a little here and i told hey, there you go it could be tax deduction to, right yeah, there you know could, i like that yeah he could just have my meals ready when i got home there you go we could uh we could say that's your residence for the time driving around have the business pay for the rv i mean we could we could work Boy, a strategy here Sharon. i like it but yeah. i don't think it's happening so what about the front porch lifestyle oh yeah those are the people that just want to retire and sit on the front porch and whittle and just hug their grandkids when they run up and see them every so often there's nothing wrong with that no that's a chill retirement you know again you just want to make sure and if you're in the south you just sit up there and you sip sweet tea Mm -hmm. and at night you turn it over you don't with all those kidney stones you get all the time no tea for you no tea no cheese so Uh. But, you know, again, there are some folks that really enjoy that. But people get really bored of that quickly as well. So, again, all define that lifestyle that you want. Maybe it's a mix. Well, you could move into the communities. You know, we moved into an over 55 community, but for totally different reasons. We just didn't want to have the house that we had to deal with. I wanted to be close to an airport, 30 minutes from Raleigh airport and then because my girls live up north one in yeah minnesota one in wisconsin and i could get yep. on a plane and go see them and pierce didn't have to worry about the yard so yeah you know oh yeah something but to the, be said for that yeah we're there's only about half a dozen people in the whole community that still work out of probably 150 people in there oh. but it's supposed to be an active lifestyle community except nothing is active right now because of covid <laughs> are, are you the only one out there walking at five in the morning no actually there are there are a few others that do walk in the morning one of the guys that is retired there he said i know what the weather's going to be like by looking at you go by at five o'clock in the morning <laughs> <laughs> did he have his uh his walker or wheelchair no actually he does not he just had a total knee replacement about three weeks ago and he's doing very well though. okay but, All right, good. You, you know, there are a few really active people, and they go up to age 94. And oh, the wow. New, the new HOA board, though, they want to put together a list of all nurses in the community. Of course, all of them are retired, except for me. So yeah. in case somebody falls over. <laughs> They're going to call you. Sharon, call, come over I'm here. I'm going to have to They're a little mouth-to-mouth over here. 
I'll have to work. I'll oh, have to work. So yeah. what if you like a lot of activity in your retirement? What are some options then? Yeah, well, you know, one of the things that we've seen a lot of retirees doing now is moving to a college town. You know, maybe most college towns have, you know, great health care which is a concern as you age. Right. You know, you want to be close to that. I mean, you think about here in Winston, we got Wake Forest and, you know, I don't know that we're a a college town, but, you know, Duke, Durham would be, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Chapel Hill would be. And you have access to. I have given that much thought, but you're exactly right. You're exactly right. And you're, you know, there's usually a lot of stuff to do. And, you know, there's a lot of art, if you, Mm -hmm. you know, and stuff associated with that. Concerts and definitely sporting events, if you're into those types of things. Not in COVID, but hopefully one day we'll move past that. So it kind of makes things easy. You've got a lot of access and so forth. And you're surrounded by younger people, which in turn makes you feel a little younger as well. And keeps you young. Yeah. Look at you. I mean, Sarah is how much younger than you? She's really not. We're about the same age. You're a lie. We are. You I mean, are she's a little not. older for her age. I'm a little younger for my age. We mix I'm together very well. Chronological difference. Thirteen. Thirteen, 13 years. years. Yeah. yeah. April, the judge. Her and her husband are twelve years apart. Okay. All right. Yeah. So it works. But it keeps you young. Now you mentioned something a minute ago. You know about these uh, retirement communities. Mm-hmm. And a lot of retirees go to Florida. Right. Yeah. And they have a ton of those retiree communities. And and Florida's kind of got a stereotypical viewpoint for a lot of people that everybody goes there to retire. And there are a lot of retirees in Florida for a number of different reasons. One is the weather, maybe not in the summer, but definitely Mm -hmm. in the other months of the year. Uh, You've got, you know, a lot of activities, Disney and all those things down there that maybe your grandchildren want to come see you and do and so forth. And then you've got those communities like the villages. You know anybody in the villages? Not currently. We've got several clients who are living down there Mm -hmm. currently, and they love it. It's an amazing, upbeat community with a lot going on for, you know, people who are 55 plus and... You know, they have activities every day, playing golf or frisbee golf or pickle. Frisbee golf? Oh, yeah, frisbee golf. What the heck is that? Oh, you don't know what frisbee no, golf is? Yeah, you not. play golf with a frisbee. I mean, you know, it's great. You're lying. No. Or pickleball. You know what pickleball is? No. Yeah, they, these are all things that retirees are doing now because oh, they're well, easier I on the joints. Really yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, the villages is, is a great place. And, you know, I do hear that, you know, obviously men die sooner than women right you know why yeah because you guys kill us off no because you want to (laughs) (laughs) see exactly what i said yeah Yeah. (laughs) but you know i do hear that if you're a single male oh god you have got more down in the villages that they bring you all kinds of pies and cook for you you've got more women you can shake a stick at hey listen whenever pierce and i used to ballroom dance and we would go to all these ballroom dances all over the state uh if you had a little guy i mean the women would fight (laughs) over him fight over him my signature dance was the tango that i used to compete with and and there was this older guy who could tango like oh he was so good he could lead you he could do everything and we would all sit over there going oh i hope he asked me to dance he was like 80 (laughs) oh wow but he was great dancer you know and so i was sitting there one time and i must have been like 40 and i said i never thought i would be praying 
for an 80-year-old guy to ask me to dance. <laughs> he was very good. Oh, and I bet Pierce played that up just a little bit. Oh, my him. gosh. You yeah. know him. Well, Florida, yeah. you know, even in our community, we have, we call them halfbackers. They moved from up north. They moved to Florida. It was too hot in Florida, so they oh, moved halfway back, back, and they landed in North Carolina. Nice. Because it's too hot in Florida. Huh. What's the, uh, what does CARI stand for? What's the acronym oh, for wait. that? Oh, wait. I can't think of it either. Uh, relocated Yankees, Yankees, something. Yeah, that's it. Something, something for relocated Yankees or something, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Interesting uh, we'll how many say, people flock down there. Yep. We'll have to say something to Gail Adcock. That's, oh. that's in her district. Oh, you know? okay. But, okay, so what about golfers? I'm oh, yeah. sure that there yeah. are communities that really attract that. I always say, if something happens to Pierce, I'm going to go hang out at Pinehurst Country Club <laughs> in the lobby. You'll be able to find you a man there oh, yeah. who's golfing, and that's not a cheap no, hobby. Especially at Pinehurst. No. Yeah. And so he'll have money, and he must be in good shape, and all golfers have pretty legs. Oh, and he'll spend a lot of time on the golf course so you can do whatever you want That's to do. That's exactly right. Yeah. You know, but they all have pretty legs. In the summertime, whenever I'm working at the GI clinic and they can keep their shorts and their shoes on whenever we're doing their upper, and I'll always ask, do you play golf? Well, yeah. How do you know? You sure do have pretty legs. <laughs> They're always tanned and uh, in shape from walking. Yeah, from walking. They always yeah, have pretty absolutely. legs. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, golf course living. I mean, you know, a lot of people who enjoy golf or just activities mm-hmm. in general, you know, again, another popular destination for people to retire to. You know, golf isn't cheap. I mean, there's expense associated with that, but there's a lot of social things around mm-hmm. the clubs and people getting together. And, you know, again, a lot of retirement is, you know, what am I going to do socially? If you've done a good job financially, the next step is to say, okay, what does my social life look like? Because there's been so many studies that show if people keep up their social interactions right. as they retire, they live longer. And that's, you know, people that don't. They tend to die sooner. So keeping that up and playing golf is is just one of the ways to do that. That makes sense. And then just follow your passion, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of people do that, you know, whether it's a a second career or spending time volunteering. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, doing stuff like that, you know, is another way to kind of live out your retirement. And it, it really presents you with an opportunity to focus on what's important to you about life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I see a lot of people do that as they retire and they've done well financially. Then they're starting to think about, you know, what's next? Why am I really here? What are my goals and objectives for the rest of my life? And as people age, they tend to focus on that finite lifespan a little more. And uh, I don't know. Some people, I mean, I hear what you're saying and I think you're right. But my mother-in-law, who lives with us, and she is, she'll be 89, Hmm. and she doesn't seem to have any end in sight. You never hear her say one word. I mean, we were putting up the Christmas tree, and I said, well, do we want to do gold and silver ornaments or red ornaments? Or she goes, well, let's do gold and silver this year, and next year we'll do red. (laughs) 
Good for her. I mean, no end. Good and, for her. I mean, she never says anything to wow. that effect. She always assumes she's going to be there. <laughs> of course, my kids say, you know, when the world comes to an end, there'll be cockroaches, share, and granny left. <laughs> <laughs> At least she's in she'll good company, right? Be, she'll still be here. I mean, she's amazing. She wow. is amazing. That's great. But no end. Huh. Interesting. No and thought. then a lot of people just focus on the end. Oh, no. She, it, yeah. It's pretty amazing. Hmm. That's great. You know, yeah. that It'd be interesting if she could bottle that up and teach people about that because there's so many older folks out there that don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, the, you know, these are just a few things of picking a lifestyle. You know, I thought, especially this year with all that's going on mm-hmm. and the changes in our world, you've got a lot of people thinking about what's really important. And in fact, a lot of people are retiring early this year because they didn't want to be associated with COVID. You know, they've kind of had to hibernate and really focus on, you know, what what is important to me. And, you know, it's not always about just putting food on the table anymore for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. They've made enough money. They've got enough. And then at some point you start to change, like I'd said earlier. And, you know, what's next for me? And that kind of leads you into this lifestyle. Right. And it doesn't have to be one or the other. I mean, it could be multiple. You know, you could RV for a little while. You could mm-hmm. have your timeshare and travel around a little bit. Then um, you could live on a golf course. I mean, you could do a lot of these things. So maybe even having a plan to lay out for so many years, this is right. what I'm going to do. And as you get older in life, you know, maybe that more laid back lifestyle on a golf course and walking around and sitting on the front porch and whittling, you know, maybe that's the older lifestyle. Well, you know, I said earlier we hadn't thought about it. That's not quite true. That's the reason why we sold our house. Yeah. Because, you know, we had the big house and two and a half acres of land and that had to be kept up, the pool and hot tub and all the trappings. And, you know, whenever we had gone to the IFNA meeting in Scotland and I watched people really struggling getting through the airport who mm-hmm. were older. And shoot, Pierce struggled getting through Heathrow. That place is a city Massive, in and of yes. itself. And I said, you know, do you want to be attached to a house that we live in three rooms? Yep. Little did I know everybody was going to be living with us before very long. <laughs> but... Do you just want a big house and keeping up with the yard, or do you want to be able to go places? So let's get rid of the house, consolidate everything, get our debt out of the way, and we are this close. And till I buy that car. <laughs> and then I went to Yale and uh, then you all went to Yale. are yeah, off. Yeah. You know, we worked a little less. You yeah, know I'm going to have to work more such just because life. of Yale. Yeah. But so. anyway... Well, Sharon, I think we'll kind of bring this one to a close. Yeah, I think so. I hope that people have just kind of listened and given it a little bit of thought. And maybe we've put that little thought in their head yeah. that they need to to look towards the future and maybe see what they want. Yep. At least have a plan. I mean, you know, you've heard me say that a million mm-hmm. times, but at least having a plan. And it doesn't have to be set in stone. You can always change it. But going in a certain direction is, is good for people. Well, I mean, if you were headed north, you could just get on every road headed north and you'd eventually get there. Or you can make a plan and look at a map. You'll get there a little bit faster. Get there quicker. (laughs) That's right. That's right. 
Well, we want to thank our listeners for listening to Beyond the Mass with Jeremy Stanley and Sharon Pierce. And if you like our show, and the single best way to help the show grow is to tell others. Uh, you know, Sharon, as I mentioned earlier, we're in the top 50 medical podcasts, but we want to be in the top 10. You keep in saying that. I want to be number one. Well, I want to be know, number so. one, too. But uh, you got to have <laughs> a little goal. Okay. So our goal is to be in the top 10. So Yeah, at you know, least. Tell others about us. Refer people to it. And uh, especially if you get if you get something out of it, leave us a review. But only if it's positive. There's enough negativity in this world. Until yeah. next time. It's a wrap. Today's show was made possible by the folks at CRNA Financial Planning, an independent consulting firm that offers financial planning services exclusively to CRNAs and their families. From planning for a child's future college expenses to building a predictable income stream in retirement, the firm is committed to offering you comprehensive financial services, customized to fit your unique needs and objectives. If you have questions about your financial future, get them answered. Call the team at 855-304-3748. That's 855-304-3748. Or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. And thanks for your support of Beyond the Mask. Hi, this is Jackie Rolls, president of the International Federation of Nurse Anesthetists and president and founder of Our Hearts, Your Hands, a global anesthesia support community that takes donations to allow nurse anesthetists in low and middle income countries to go to educational programs, buy equipment or textbooks. Your donations are tax deductible and we would appreciate your support. OSA EMR is a free anesthesia EMR developed by CRNAs that you can download and use on an iPad. Our nonprofit mission is to make sure that solo and small practice CRNAs can digitally record their anesthetics. To learn more, visit OSAEMR.com to download and consider donating to our cause. Remember, for CRNAs, data is destiny. Like what you're hearing? Be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you like to listen to shows. Also, be sure to check out beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Each episode is posted there with a corresponding blog post, and we timestamp important parts of the episode to help you quickly get to the content you're looking for. Also, check out the special series section on the site. You can follow along and catch up on the CRNA History Series, episodes specifically about political conversations in the industry, or try the CRNA Personal Finance Series. It's all on beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And if you have a question for the show or want to be a guest or even suggest a particular topic, fill out the contact form on the site or send an email directly to us at info at beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And lastly, let's take the conversation social. Check out our Beyond the Mask podcast Facebook page and Facebook group.